Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Ellie. And this is Tea with with Beth and Ellie. On this podcast, we will spill the tea on all the things you need to know about nutrition. So let's dive in. Hello, we're back. We're back again. Welcome back to our podcast. We promised it and we delivered. We did, we did. Look at us go. And gold stars for us. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, well, straight into it. Why yeah, not? No Let's just around. do it. We're not going to muck around. No. We were thinking that today we would chat a little bit about malnutrition and yes. I guess identifying it in our, you know, our lovely parents older our older people. Grandparents. Yeah, grandparents, parents, anyone in the community that's, you know, kind of over that sixty-five yeah, years of we, age. How can we red flag them a little? Yeah, yeah, because it is an issue. Massive issue. Mm. I S S U E issue. <laughs> I was like, what are you spelling? Um, uh, yeah. What's malnutrition? Malnutrition is a condition in which, um, sorry, malnutrition is a condition which occurs when there is a deficiency of certain vital nutrients in a person's diet. The deficiency fails to meet the demands of the body, leading to effects on the growth, physical health, mood, behavior, and other functions of the body. Yeah. So basically, in, You're in layman's a terms, yeah. You're not eating enough. Yeah. And your body is not able to function to its capacity that it needs to function at. Exactly. Yeah. And this is really important for our elderly, elderly, <laughs> our elderly folks because, you know, they might be living alone. Um, they might not recognize things mm. that have sort of been slipping a little bit. Yeah. They may be developing things like dementia. Yeah. Lots of things. They, you know, depression is quite high in our elderly folk mm. because, you know, you start to lose loved ones and you start to lose friends. And, you know, that can really affect a person's appetite. So yeah, definitely absolutely. need to be considering, you know, this as a um, high risk factor for our older people. Yeah. And it can obviously also reduce things like mobility, especially if they're at home. Like mm. it can kind of rapidly increase how quickly they're going to end up in care or mm. need assistance at home if if they are malnourished. Exactly. And just general functional capacity, like maybe doing the washing becomes a lot more difficult for somebody who is yeah. malnourished, yeah. as opposed to somebody who isn't. So it is. It's a really important thing to do to actually improve quality of life mm. as you're getting older. Yeah. So that people can stay at home and they yes. can enjoy their lives and have that quality of life and not sort of be in a home, especially if they still got their wits about them. Yeah, because that, 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 that can be really sad. Really quick, yeah. doesn't it? Like when you sort of lose that independence, that you know, it further declines. And, mm. you know. So we want to help you. Help your older figure out, Yeah, figure friends. out how to identify, um, you know, yeah, maybe when you should be flagging this to the GP or getting a dietitian involved um, or starting to implement some strategies that could be helpful to kind of keep them going mm. for as long as possible and, and keep them out of that malnourished range. What do you reckon are some key red flags that, you know, if you're visiting your mum and she lives by herself and you don't even think anything about this, but is there anything that you would like that we could see that mm. would like physical signs like of malnutrition yeah. that's not related to size or anything? So absolutely. I guess the main ones would be looking at their fat stores or their muscle stores. Like yeah. if you're noticing like their cheeks are sunken in or their yeah, temples, the temples are sunken in or you're starting to notice that their shoulders are a bit bony or you can see their spine poking out their back um, or just you're starting to see that, you know, there's not as much fat on their body as mm. they used to be yeah. or that 
you know, maybe they're looking more gaunt or a bit more tired or yeah. the, under the eyes. Yeah, sometimes the are like the blacker, a yeah. little bit more darker or swollen under the darker. Eyes. Yeah. yeah, so that's definitely probably the main one. But I guess also other things would be just, you know, if they're looking a bit pale, like yeah. that can be another sign. So I suppose that's sort of right down the... That's, like, that's when malnutrition's probably... Really bad. In there. Yeah. But Some initially... Other just... non-obvious things are things like... Okay, so there's not a lot of stuff in the rubbish. Mm, yep. They're not washing up. Yep. Or... There are know, never any dishes. There's never any dishes. Sink, like... There's, you know, um, food that you guys bought together two weeks ago. Still in the fridge. in the yeah. fridge. You know, those sorts of things are really quite red flags as well. Yeah. That would happen potentially earlier on in the yeah. piece that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be looking at your mum or dad and thinking, oh... You know, they've got these sunken in clavicles because, you know, they may have a few extra pa- kilos on them that... You don't notice You that. don't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to be underweight to be malnourished. Exactly. Um, Common misconception. Yeah, you could be technically in the obese range of the BMI mm. if we were going to go down the BMI route yeah. and, and still, still be malnourished. malnourished. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So they're definitely really good signs that aren't kind of on the person yeah. that can help you identify whether they're kind of going down that path yeah. um, and it's a bit of a risk for them. Yeah. I think it's important to consider using weight as a, you know, check-in. You mm. know, chuck your mum or dad on the scales and just keep an eye and, and write it down. You yeah. know, keep it in a book. If you're seeing those sort of 100 grams, 200 grams, even just like those small amounts coming down, that means they're malnourished, mm. especially if they're not trying to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing you can do, like if you're not kind of, like if you're calling them or you're not necessarily nearby and actually seeing them all the time to know, is even just asking them, like just generally in conversation, oh, what'd you have for breakfast? What'd you have for lunch? Like, are you finishing your meal? Yeah, like asking <laughs> questions just to get a bit of an idea of what is happening with their food. Oh, when, when's the last time you went shopping? Like, has anybody, yeah. you know, has Mildred down the road taken you shopping recently? Have you needed any food? Like, just asking those kinds of questions can kind of give you a bit of an idea like oh yeah. they've skipped breakfast today or yeah. you know they well, had half a sandwich for lunch yeah yeah just mm. to get a bit more understanding of that if you're not kind of there. in their space all the time and yeah. seeing them and i guess the other thing you could also do if they're already getting some level of care in the home mm. is even to just be in contact with the people who are there all the yeah. time or the carers that come in and clean the house like oh you know have Can you noticed my dad yeah. yeah was there any rubbish to put out like yeah you know that sort of thing can just be other ways you can identify it without actually seeing them. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what about these? It's only 200 grams. She's only lost 200 grams. Oh, that's I hate just, this. <laughs> this happened the other day and I lost it. Yeah. Um, it's only 200 grams. That's just a decent poo. And I was like, what? No. No, 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 no. Any unintentional weight loss is an indicator of malnutrition. Yeah. That absolutely. is malnourished. They're malnourished. Yeah. So 200 gram weight loss over six months, I'm pretty sure is around is around about six kilos, is that mm. correct? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. And if we use some malnutrition screening tools that you would use in a hospital, aged care facilities, or you know, even in our practice, that would put someone at high risk or 100%. in the malnourished category. So yeah. if you're looking at that and your dad's lost 200 grams every week for the last six weeks and you're thinking, oh, cool, he's lost some weight, he needs to lose some weight, but he isn't doing it intentionally, uh, your dad's malnourished. And it is, like, it's about that trend. So, yeah, sure. If you weigh someone and then they go to the toilet and then you weigh them straight afterwards yes. and they've lost 200 grams, obviously that's an indicator of a decent poo. Mm. But, <laughs> like, if 
if this is happening every single week, week on week, mm. yeah, like you said, well, what's that? 800 grams in a month. Yeah. In three months, yeah, you've you've lost almost three kilograms. Mm. So it's like, that's yeah not okay. No, that, you and, need to get on that quicker. Yeah, and then mm. six months, six kilos, 12 months, so, you know, you're almost at 12 kilos exactly. in an entire year. And that's, that's a decent chunk of weight, especially if you're not trying. Not trying. The other concern is nutrients. Like if they're mm. not eating, are they meeting their protein needs? Are they getting enough iron? Are they getting enough calcium? Yeah. Like do they have osteoporosis? Do they need to make sure they're getting enough calcium? Like there's yeah. plenty of different things that become issues as soon as you're not eating properly or exactly. you're not eating enough. So that definitely plays into it as well as much as just weight loss or and muscle in, loss. I suppose in my experience working with people in that elderly community, uh, like as a dietitian, we find that often you will find that they uh, that people may be eating enough energy as well. Mm. So in the form of, you know, everyone sits down and have a coffee and a biggie. Yeah. Um, so they might not necessarily be losing weight either. They may, however, choose to eat most of their foods around that discretionary item. Mm. So it's like your cakes and stuff like that and then therefore like you just said then not eating things like meats and dairies or um, alternative things like uh vegetarian versions of those things yeah um and therefore are malnourished yeah as well because they're not having enough protein and then what comes from that is further um muscle breakdown like you said Mm -hmm. and then frailty yeah fatigue you know more infections poor wound healing you know all those things And this can also be brought back to not just elderly people. This can be really at us, at our age group, at young kids, mm. at, at development stage, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like at, the, at young children, if they're eating like a lot of white foods like potato and, and, and chips and, and things yeah. like that because because they're choosing to eat that, like with a food aversion, for mm. example, they're missing out on a lot of nutrients. Yeah. So they are malnourished. And there is plenty of people in younger age groups who are starting to get diagnosed with old people disease, like osteoporosis. osteoporosis. I see so many people that are young these days, late 30s, early 40s, that have osteoporosis because they just have never drunk any milk or just didn't really ever eat calcium foods or yeah. or that sort of thing. And so it's you're not immune from no. it. Like it actually, it's important to, to be on top of your health and on top of like making sure your diet is varied mm. and that you are getting those core foods in yeah. to prevent malnutrition now, but also in the future. Yeah. yeah. Because everything we're saying now, it applies to actually everyone. Everyone. Like, yeah, that's right. We chose to address talk about elderly. older people because it's a, a massive issue. What are the stats there, Ellie? Oh yeah. Um, so we looked this up. There is about 10% of the Australian elderly population in the community. So over 65 years who are currently malnourished and that's, Definitely underreported, oh, I would imagine, because not everybody would be kind of flagging the fact that they're these you things know, that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. about forty percent of our elderly in the community are at high risk of malnutrition. Yeah. So you know that's fifty percent of the population high, in the community are, uh, are at high risk or malnourished. Like that's that's, that's a lot. Of those people. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot of elderly people who we can just be checking up on a little bit more and actually advocating for yes to get them the care that they need definitely because i think this is sort of even in healthcare settings like Mm. this is sort of the skeleton in the closet no one really talks about it but everyone knows it's happening yeah that's exactly and it's actually not that hard to just be paying attention Mm. and and kind of aware of of these things changing so that you can make a difference and help improve the quality of life of, of these elderly people yeah A recent study um, in several aged care facilities in Victoria found that um, most 
men and women in aged care are eating around about less than half of their dairy and meat intake oh, needs wow. half yeah, yeah every day so that's on a daily basis so that's where we get the majority of our protein from you know yeah. so if we're seeing that we're seeing you know that protein and uh, malnutrition yeah but most of them are having six times the amount of um discretionary items yeah so like that's why you sort of see you know there's no weight loss or there's no weight changes but they're losing their ability to be mobile or yeah. they're having a lot more falls yeah. or you know those sorts of things would indicate muscle loss yeah. because they're a lot more frail they're having those more falls yeah. and they're not able to be as fit and that's a study in an aged care facility where they're provided with food Meals. so you think about that when you have someone living at home alone who's a bit depressed, maybe a bit lonely, they might have just lost their partner, they're struggling with a bit of grief, and they don't really want to cook their meals. They don't really want to prepare Mm. meals. They don't really want to go shopping. I would imagine it would be less than half of the amount of proteins that they should be getting in a day um, for someone like that. The the, the reason for that, another, again, I'm just thinking of red flags as we go along and talk, but, Mm. you know, an indicator for someone who may be at risk would be dentures. If people have dentures... They may not be eating as much chewy things yeah. like meat, meat steak, um, yeah. steak. So you know that could start to decline, and that would be like, oh, I just feel like having an a cheese sandwich tonight. Mm. And you know those sorts of red flags are also like, oops, okay, we need to get these dentures sorted. We need to either you know have a chat about making our meals a little bit softer. Mm. Um, we need to do all those sorts of things and consider supplementation. Obviously, see a dietitian before you do any supplementations, yeah. but taste disturbances you do tend to lose some of your taste buds and and, yep. and smells and your ability to smell like that sort of stuff sort of starts to die off as you get older yeah and so all of that is in you know that realm of eating so like if things don't taste the same you, you don't want to be eating, eating them yeah. yeah so and i find that a lot of older people i'm going to generalize right now but a lot of older people don't go for the spicier sort of things that have got a lot of flavor all the stews and stuff that we mm. probably could cook you know or they don't know how to do it that could be a problem as well no sort of another one another red flag <laughs> men that have lost their wives yeah yeah don't know how to cook and especially in the current generation yes of older older men yes often yeah they they don't never know how to cook they've never kind of Yep. had to do any of keeping the house yes. going yeah. sort of things and so yeah they lose their wives and then they have no idea what exactly. to do yeah i had that when i did a cooking um class with a bunch of older people there was about 15 of them and there was one guy he lives by himself and he i made him cook fried rice and he grabbed the i gave him the spoon he was like i don't know how to do this i've never cooked before i was like what do you mean you've never cooked before he's in his he's in his early 90s <laughs> and i was like you what? I've never cooked before. So I'm like, you're cooking. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so he cooked the fried rice and he had a ball. Yeah. Like, he just had that fear of actually getting in front of the stove. Like, he just didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So maybe that's also children of yes. these people. Like, don't forget that that could be an issue for them. That yeah. maybe they actually just don't know how to cook. So have you ever you been going in, the, in the kitchen with your dad? Yeah. No. Nah. And okay. maybe you going and giving them a bit of a cooking lesson mm. might actually make the difference to them not eating or not preparing food and actually preparing something for them to eat. Yeah. Even if you were to go there, like help them cook something, cook a lot of it, freeze it, and then at least they've got some meals there that they, they've actually learnt some cooking 
in that process, but then you've also left them with some leftovers that they can then have. Yeah. Um, and you know then that they've been, they've got something there to eat. Now, what, like, I, I like to explain the, um, the protein analogy on the muscle analogy with people, especially the older community, when they go, I don't need to eat that. I'm not losing weight. I'm not malnourished. Rah, rah, rah. So I totally use this analogy where you you imagine your muscles and the protein intake like um, building a, a, a wall, for yep. example. Like the wall is your muscles and our intake is what puts another brick on that wall. Mm-hmm. Now as you age, and I'm, I'll have to look at the numbers and put this in our blog, but I'm fairly certain over the 10-year period, after the age of around 30, we lose about 7%, 7% of our muscle mass mm. every 10 years. So imagine what that means for people who aren't eating or who are eating that half of our intake a day of their protein intake. Each 10 years, you've got a couple of bricks coming out of that yeah. um, that wall. And if you're not putting another brick in, well, that's de- that's being depleted. So yeah. your muscles are going to end up not being as functional, which increases risk of falls increases risk of uh, frailty and reduces quality of life overall Um, and that's something to consider when we look at calcium as well so bone development as as we age from early uh, adulthood we stop laying bone mass down so if you're not eating enough dairy or calcium it doesn't have to be dairy but definitely calcium rich foods you're not going to be laying that bone down so when that stops happening and that process of taking the bone reabsorption and and using that calcium for your blood is coming from your bones you're going to end up having osteoporosis Mm. potentially at at an older age especially if you have stuck to carby eating as a child and not a lot of protein foods and you know all those sorts of things too which we often commonly see with people who have fussy eating tendencies as well Mm. yeah so I usually use I usually like a food first approach Mm. I mean there's everyone's quick and easy to try to chuck some supplements in people's faces but I mean you definitely want to see a dietitian and I am a big firm believer in any older person regardless of what their health concerns are or if you think you're healthy and fine and fit get in to see a dietitian get your parents in to see a dietitian get your grandparents in to see a dietitian just for an assessment even just every six months or so just to look for these things that you might not see Mm. um as a regular person yeah yeah and i mean we we do lots of preventative health checks 100 percent. you know everyone gets their breast screening and Mm. their prostate exam and their colonoscopy when they hit 50 and all of that sort of stuff like dietetics should be the same you get your you have your preventative dietitian health check to make sure that yeah your your diet is is stacking up and that that you're getting all the stuff that you need that's right and if we can get onto it quickly or even before it happens you know we can prevent a reduction in quality life we can prevent that move of independent like from being independence to being in an aged care facility we can prevent all that you know that people can still live at home and enjoy their life mm-hmm. a lot more without those restrictions because they aren't as frail you know yeah. the more you the longer you leave it the more they're going to be frail the yeah. more they're going to have that reduced capacity so the less likely they're going to be able to be motivated to do something about yeah. it even just trying to I want to say reduce the stigma, but it's sort of, it's hard to do that on your own, but just with using some services, like there's actually nothing wrong with getting meals on wheels or there's nothing wrong with getting TLC or, or any of those other meal delivery services come around. If food is something that is actually 
just an uphill a battle yeah. that you can't seem to get your older person to make their own meals, mm. then source them from somewhere else. Like, get exactly. them outsourced. Because at least then you know that they're getting a decent meal, mm. good portions. They're going to be getting... Well, they're you know, all dietitian the approved yeah. for Meals on Wheels. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be getting the, enough meat in, in their portion. They'll be getting a serve of vegetables. They'll be getting some carbs. Going down that, that route is definitely not an, a bad thing at no. all. Like, they're very useful services to have, especially for those people though, in the community. Yeah. I find a lot of older people like, I am not old enough for that. Yes, yeah, so it's like, mate, if I could get it, I'd get it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> probably can, probably. I don't know. Actually, yeah, probably. Hope yourself. Yeah, so I guess the, the big sort of take-home message here is weight is a little bit of an indicator, mm. but it's not the indicator. No. Um, and we really have to think broadly about malnutrition and, um, you know, starting from young ages right up to our older, older peoples in our community, um, you know, being there for people who live by themselves. And mm. even if you can't be there for them, just checking in or sending someone to check in or, or making a phone call and, and, and being mindful that, you know, malnutrition needs to be on your radar. I believe everyone's responsible. Like yeah. anyone who is you know, talking to people who are elderly or visiting them or seeing them or whatever, anyone who is in contact with an elderly person has as much responsibility as any healthcare professional mm. in flagging those things. Yes. Um, so that's good. Cool. I think that was a good talk. Yeah. I think that if you I mean, didn't get something out of that, then you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you might tune out initially on this one, but this is something that, you know, we all have older people in our yeah. lives, whether they're parents or not. Yeah. You know, the neighbour or someone yeah. who lives down the street. Our our community is always ageing. This is not something that we are immune to. Mm. So let's let's kind of work together to keep an eye out for our, our older peoples and our younger peoples. Just eat. Eat, guys. <laughs> <laughs> eat food and make sure your parents are eating food. And yes. All, all of in. your elderly loved ones are eating food. Check in, guys. Um, yeah, definitely. But we hope there was something there that, that is helpful to you and relevant to your situation. That's another one done. Okay. See you in our next podcast. See you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.